my name is Bob Syrian, and I am the Territory Area Sales Manager for ORCAM in the Southwest. And part of my territory is um, the Los Angeles, and of course we are working with the Brell Institute at all of their locations. Uh, I'm here today to uh, give you a little bit of a background on uh, what we're referring to now as the ORCAM MyI2. Uh, so, um, the, so our technology, our technology is the smallest wearable technology on the market. Um, it's about the size of your index finger, and uh, what we're known for is, one, that the technology is very small, but also that it's self-contained. So everything about the technology, everything you have to use, is all contained in, in the device. Uh, you don't need internet, you don't need a data plan, anything. You can use it any place, anywhere. And uh, it's also, um, because of the type of uh, clients that we have, it's also privacy and HIPAA compliant. So uh, we can use it uh, with the VA, we can use it in county and state and federal offices because the information in the device uh, cannot be transmitted out outside of the device. So these are the topics we're going to talk about today, and I do want to leave some time near the end for questions and answers, and I do want to show you how the device works basically. We do have a booth um, in the uh, exhibit hall. Uh, we're against the wall right next to the Braille Institute booth, and um, if you'd like to come by, we're happy to do a demonstration for you, one-on-one -on -one demonstration, and also we're going to have a huge promo promotion coming up here for the holidays. Um, we're calling it the Black Friday promotion. It's not really like a one-day thing like some of the Amazon and some of the other stuff that are out there. But it, it will start on the 25th of this month, and we're going to be offering uh, substantial savings um, on our device. We're basically going to be selling our, our uh, flagship device for the price that we sell just our reading device for. And we're going to offer some uh, some. Uh, stuff with that. And we're also going to, because maybe many people have our older devices, uh, specifically the wired one that we carried for a long time, we're going to have a really good trade-in program to allow people to upgrade into our device. So let's tell you a little bit about our company. Our company was a founded as a company called Mobileye. So Mobileye was one of the companies that invented both driverless technology and car avoidance technology. So, you know, all this stuff they're talking about now where the cars drive themselves and, you know, when you, if you have a newer model car, a couple year old car, or somebody's driving you around, that has avoidance technology. It won't let you go into different lanes. If there's a car stopped in front of you, it'll stop the car automatically, all of that. So the founders of our company invented, they're technologists, they invented that, that technology. And, um, they sold that technology in 2018 for $15 billion. And guess what? They're pretty rich, a couple of guys that are pretty rich. And, <laughs> and you know, they, they're, they're fairly young. You know, they're late 40s, early 50s, and they're not going to retire to an island somewhere. So they decided they, they each bought themselves a plane, I can tell you that. But, um, but they still had plenty of money left over. So... Um, 
they wanted to take the technology. They couldn't take the driverless part of the technology because they had sold that. But the technology they invented, they wanted to do something with it. So they've had OrCam around since 2010, and what they did is they just dumped a whole bunch of money into the technology for this device, and it's really become, in the last couple of years, extremely revolutionary. The stuff that this device does, the stuff that it will do in the future, um, it's going to be truly amazing. I can tip you off to a few things that it's going to do, but it's going to really be uh, pretty fabulous. Um, I, I don't have the time to show you this, this slide. We've been on a lot of uh, TV programs. We've been on Dr. Phil, I think, three times. Uh, we're gonna, over the holidays, we're going to be on Dr. Phil again. Uh, these are uh, patients and customers that we've had that are using the technology in different circumstances. One was a chef. Um, this is Steve Harvey. This young boy uses it at school. The nice thing about our device is it's not a magnifier. So the nice, I didn't create that. Um, <laughs> the nice thing about our device is it's not a magnifier. So the fact that you don't have to hold something up there and have it magnified, and it's just reading back to you. It's taking it, creating an OCR, um, you know, uh, diagnostic, and then giving you the audio response um, is a situation that allows you to use it in different circumstances. So while we have a huge market in the low vision and blindness community, we are expanding into communities such as dyslexia, cognitive issues, traumatic brain injuries, where people can see they just the information transmitted to them is, is, is not transmitting in a normal, in a normal way. Um, so again, we use it a lot in schools and things like that. Uh, flip it again one more time. So this is the genesis of our company here a little bit. Um, and really the important parts are from um, 2.15 onto 2.18. That's when we've added all these, all these great features into this little device. We've got a lot coming, okay? The next series of upgrades to the device will include object recognition. So it'll tell you when there's a door, there's a step, there's a window. And it's not just going to say door, window, step. It's going to announce your name. It's going to tell you you have your hand near the door. It's going to tell you when you touch the door. It's going to tell you when you open the door. Okay? We're also going to have Braille integration. So, and I don't know how any of this ultimately works, but I know we're going to integrate with Braille. So for the part of the population that uses Braille, we'll be able to take that information and you'll be able to manipulate it. And also, the other thing that's going to happen with our device, um, and it's within the device that we actually have out there now, um, we're going to have a more intuitive functioning. So instead of now where you say tell time, tell date, things like that, you're going to be able to talk to it like you do an Alexa or a Siri type of a, a unit, and you're going to be able to have it do what you've asked it to do. So you're looking at a huge menu. Somebody's trying to read you a thousand, you know, item menu like a Denny's. You're going to be able to say, I don't need that anymore. I want to know where the breakfast burrito is and I want to know how much it is. And the device will respond to you. So that's going to be kind of like, again, the Alexa Siri type of function. That is intuitive responses. And those are all going to be the upcoming things. And who knows where else 
where else we're going we're gonna to take it. It's all going to be in the same uh, size device. We are also going to have a device that's going to be handheld. It's going to be reading, and we're also going to come out with, and this is probably not next year, but maybe the year after, we're going to have a device... <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff that these guys come up with is amazing. And tentatively, it's called OrCam Here. What it's going to do, it's going to read lips. So for people that have hearing impairment and they get in a crowded room and they can't tell who's talking to them, if they're looking at somebody and that person is moving their lips, it's going to read those lips into the device. That, that's pretty, I mean, I, I have no idea how that's done. I'm a sales guy, okay? So, I mean, they hand me something, they show me how to use it. I'm out there telling you how to use it. I have no idea how they've invented that technology. But it's going to pair with all the hearing aids out there. Now, the biggest challenge for the hearing aid market is that, because there's so many different types of hearing aids, those, those people that invent that stuff, they don't want other people using the same frequencies. So when you go into the hearing aid market, the problem you have is, you know, this company has a separate hearing aid, that company has it, and they all don't communicate with each other. So that's our biggest challenge right now, not creating the software. The software's there. We've got to figure out how to communicate with the thousand different hearing aids out there. Yes. I'll, I'll give you a demonstration in just a few minutes, and also I'll be available for one-on-one. -on -one. So... Again, OrCam is a wearable artificial assistive technology. It translates visual information into voice in real time. When I mean real time, I mean real time. You can't count fast enough for it to convert into an audio uh, voice response. Um, and it also works with simple gestures now and voice commands. Um, it's self-contained. It doesn't require internet and Wi-Fi, and that's super important. Um, it, and it's a non-visual device. And what we mean by that is, is that you don't, it doesn't matter what your vision is to be able to use it. Okay? Uh, magnifiers are great. There's all kinds of fantastic stuff out there. But if your vision starts to degrade, you know, the, the magnification has to go up and up and up until you can't use it anymore. It doesn't matter with our device. Our device doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of visual impairment you have. It will work with that device. And it's also very discreet. And that's when we start going to, like, junior colleges and colleges and things like that, that's what they love. They love the discreet nature of the device. You can't tell, really, unless you really look closely, that somebody's even wearing our device. It's very discreet on the side of a pair of glasses. So we have three basic features we're known for. The first two are the ones that probably 90% of the, the people, you know, purchase the device for. The first is reading technology. So it in instantly reads text out loud. Any text on any surface. Okay? Any text on any surface. Doesn't matter how small. It doesn't have to be magnified. It can be on a computer. It can be on a smartphone. It can be in a newspaper, a magazine, on a wall. And there are different ways to access it. I'll show you in just a few minutes. Um, facial recognition. So it recognizes both known and unknown faces. So if I'm looking at somebody, it'll say a man, a woman, a young man, young woman, child is in front of me. If I want to add that person to the device, it takes me about 15 seconds. That person's added to the device. You can call them whatever you want, mom, dad, sister, brother, Bob, Gene, whatever. And then when that person comes in front of me again, it will announce, it will announce that person to me. So that's the facial recognition feature. And it, we also have product identification features. 
So those include barcodes, money, um, uh, product images. So there's 2 million barcodes loaded into this device. So almost every product, every major product in a supermarket is loaded into our device. So if you can find the barcode, you can use it. You can have it read the item. You can have it read the little caption under the item at the store. Um, you know, you can have, like a lot of people, like they can't tell their credit cards, especially today. They're all the same color. They're all, they got all this fancy, you know, print on them and stuff. But you can identify them in our system and say, okay, this, or can this is my Visa, Dev, Wells Fargo Visa debit card. Now, it's not, you're not going to read the account number in it, but it's really nice to know whether you have your debit card or your credit card, something like that. So you can put those into the system, and then you bring them up in front of the device, and it'll tell you exactly what they are. We have, we sell here the North American device. So that device reads English, it reads Spanish, and it reads Canadian French. And it can read those simultaneously. It doesn't have to, but it can read all of that simultaneously. We also have 21 other languages. So you can also order it in pretty much any language you can think of. And uh, that's a special order. At this time, there's no additional charge for that. Um, so, and these are some of the things that, that it does. You, it doesn't store anything. That's one of the things about the device. Um, it doesn't store anything on the device, but you can pause it, fast forward it, or reverse. So if you decide you need to get up and use the restroom, get a drink, something like that, you can pause what it's reading and come back to it and, and be able to do that. And again, the U.S. version is English, Spanish, and um, Canadian French. Again, these are all the, the different things it does. It does tell time. So uh, I call it the invisible watch. If I roll my wrist up like this in front of the device, it sees my knuckles. It tells me the date and the time. Uh, you can also do that by voice command. Um, it has Bluetooth functionality. And the great thing about that is you can use earbuds. Almost every set of earbuds out there you can use. Uh, I'm going to use a Bluetooth speaker here in just a minute where you guys are all going to be able to hear it. So you have all that functionality uh, in, in the device. Um, and the voice commands are real good. The voice commands are kind of beta, so they're real basic right now. But the concept is we will eventually, and very soon, the, the whole device will be accessed by voice commands. You won't have to touch anything anymore, go into any menus. You'll be able to talk to it and have it do what, exactly what you want it to do. So these are the different types of um, uh, things that the device is good for, for the BVI community. Uh, and again, field of vision, uh, visual acuity, acuity, contrast. It doesn't really matter what the text is. It can be in any color, any size. Um, people with reading dis disabilities and difficulties, uh, dyslexia, TBI, and reading fatigue, and facial blindness as well. Um, the, those are exclusions. Um, the, there's very few things that, and people that we can't show this device to. Um, if, if you have, like, extreme Parkinson's, you have to have some dexterity to be able to use your fingers on the device. If, you're, if you're, you have ex, uh, an extreme case of Parkinson's and you can't control your hands very well or even your face to steady the camera, that, that's an issue. I have trained 
I trained a woman who ended up being on an Ann Curry show. She has a show on right now. It's, it, they're trying to find cures for people. And she had a young woman on there that had a terrible eye illness. And she brought her mother along. And her mother had the worst case of rheumatoid arthritis I've ever seen in my life. Her hand was literally like, you know, like in a fist. And she couldn't open it, and she couldn't move it, but she had her one little index finger that sat up a little bit. And I taught her how to use our OrCam by just using that little knuckle on, on the device. But, I mean, that's an extreme case. It's very hard to use our device if you don't have uh, that kind of dexterity. And most of, the, most of the clients that we have, the institutional clients, when they evaluate somebody for the OrCam, they're going to want to look at our device versus desktop-bound devices like CCTVs and things like that. They're going to want people, like when the VA looks at somebody and evaluates them or when the DOR looks at somebody, they're going to look for somebody that wants to have independence, doesn't have independence, wants to get back into the workforce, things like that. They're going to want to look for those kinds of people. Um, if, if you're going to just stay in your house and not get out in public and things like that, they're going to recommend other types of stationary type of devices for you. Um, and again, the device is really discreet. That's why the colleges love it so much, because it's not, you know, there are plenty of, there's about 200 different devices out there right now, high-end assistive technology devices. Many of them end up being, you know, the goggle type stuff. And people get bullied and things like that when you're wearing that kind of stuff. So that's an advantage. We also now, and this was the, the last set of upgrades we did, so we Bluetooth, voice commands, and the other thing that we added was we have an app. We have our own app on iPhone. And the great part of that is you can use all the iPhone accessibility features through our device. VoiceOver, you can command the, the, the device through, this, through our iPhone app. So that's a really good thing. I know a lot of people use... Uh, their iPhones and the accessibility features. Uh, we haven't yet added that for Android. Um, uh, it, we don't feel that it's at the same place that the uh, iPhone is in terms of accessibility features. As soon as they get there, we'll have an, an iPhone or an Android you know, app as well. So we've had three major studies. They're very old. Uh, Western Blind Rehabilitation Center, that's the VA, the huge VA hospital up in Palo Alto. They did a, a study of our device to see, if it, one, if it worked, and two, you know, how it, was, how it worked with different types of people at different levels of blindness, and they uh, came up with very positive results. Um, we also had a research study at UC Davis. There's a brand-new study coming out, <coughs> and this study at UC Davis measured, okay, so somebody hands you an OrCam, how long is it going to take you to figure out how to use it? You know, if you don't go for the training, if you try to train by yourself, how long is it going to take for you to figure it out? And the third study is the Will study. Um, the, the Will study is affiliated with uh, the Mayo Clinic and the Mayo Hospitals. And these are all studies that are um, over three years old right now. There's going to be a new study coming out by UC Davis. It's due out any day. Well, we don't know the results. We don't get to see them before it comes out. But they're all, these are all real positive studies, and I can get you the links to these if you want to look at it. Um, there was a slide I wanted to show you here. It didn't, it doesn't look like come up. Go back for a second. It won't. Go to the bottom over here. Can you get it to go down? Um, I, I just came from an event. It was, it was, uh, 
really heartwarming. Uh, so there's a person that uses our device. His name is Sergeant Major Jesse Acosta. Have you ever heard of him? Have you ever heard of Sergeant Major Jesse Acosta? So Jesse Acosta was a lifetime um, Army veteran. Uh, he was in Iraq, and he was a hero. He jumped on one of those devices that blow up in the ground and blew off his face. Now, the only thing I would say is if, I, if something like that ever happens to me, I want the doctors that fixed him because other than the fact that he can't see anymore, you could never tell. They fixed this guy like, I mean, I, it's unbelievable the, the, what they, the care that they gave this guy. But he has no vision. So he took our device. They called me, and I, he's actually in my territory, and he works for Semter Energy. In, in the Orange County area. And the problem is he works customer service. He has to read a computer. So they, the president of Semter Energy saw his story, brought him back in after he came out of the service, hired him back in, and now he's a customer service rep, but he had to use the, he had to figure out some way to look at that computer. And the problem was the traditional programs like JAWS and ZoomText, they didn't work because it was like green screen, some of the stuff is PDF. It, it didn't work for them. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. So we came in with our device. I trained him. I, I, we really worked hard to show him how to use the OrCam to do it, and now he's able to uh, complete, complete his job. So I was at a function uh, a couple of weeks ago where he got up on the stage and talked about, you know, his life and I mean, it was, I was just in tears. I was just, it was the, the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And I do have that video. I don't know why. I, I can't get it up on the screen here, but um, uh, is it there? Can you get it? Let's see. Tap it twice. Okay. So let me just give you some examples of the way the OrCam works. And then um, we have a little bit of time to take any questions that you may have. Um, I've worked with a 1,000 people. Uh, with this device, there's, I haven't heard a question that I can't answer for you, and I'm also happy, we'll be here all day, I'm happy to give you a demonstration. Like I said, we're going to have a huge promotion coming up, both in terms of our newest device and our trade-in program, and I encourage you, if you're really interested, you can really, there's some real great advantages for that. Um, so let me just, let me just uh, boot up here and, and, and show you how it works. I'm going to show you an example of facial recognition. Juanita, would you look towards me? I'm to the right of you. Juanita. Did you hear that? We recorded Juanita earlier. It said her name. And it also just read that sign right there. It's This one isn't picking. Can't hear it on this one? This is on. Okay. So it says says Juanita. Home visits, to arts and exercise classes, to the vast library of Braille and audio titles for every age and more. We're able to offer programs and services for free. There may be more text below. It doesn't mean losing sight of your goals and dreams, or even your independence, but it does mean you need to learn a new way of doing things. At Braille Institute, we've helped people just like you navigate their lives despite the challenges of low and lost vision for over a century. He some blocks of text are unreadable. M-A-L actually did this, cooking, on my own, so it's not impossible. 
It's such an accomplishment, Evan Guerrero student, age 11 Orange County Regional Center. Some blocks of text are unreadable. Um, so if I look at, no, just put it over there. No, it's okay, I can, I can talk. Um, so if I look out to the audience, I'm gonna, it, it's gonna, it's gonna see all these people out there. It should say something. Let's see. Nope. Four men, a woman, two people, a child are in front of you. Live lame, do not oh, let the PSD dictate my future, and I want to spread his message. So it started to read that over there on the wall in your trial. It also recognizes currency, so four different kinds of currency, uh, American, do American currency. Five dollars. It's a five dollar bill. So, you know, you know what you have in your wallet, that's not the point. The point is, is you go to a store, somebody hands you back three bills, you don't know what those three bills are. And you can run them in front of the device and it will tell you exactly, exactly what they are. Um, it does colors as any kind of color device out there. It, so battery life is two hours of continuous use. Hold on, let me finish. And the uh, uh, so we know that that's not much, but it, the size of the device, we can't do anything about it. Even our larger device that we used to have with a big wire on it was only four hours. Continuous use means that you have it on. Like if I was talking here at about an hour and a half, it'd start, it, you know, it'd start blinking and telling me that the battery's up. But we also now uh, sell, and actually as part of our, our um, promotion, part of our promotion, we're giving, uh, with that promotion, our, our special charger device. And this clips on your belt or drops into your purse, and this will keep your unit charged all day. And it's a, and it's a battery block, so you can use it for more than, than one thing. You can use it for more than just... Um, our device, you could use it for your iPhone and things like that. It's the same kind of a device. It's just made so that our, our device can drop in there, drop in there and be uh, recharged. Um, uh, it's about the size of the device. So it's, it's about an inch bigger than the device. The device is the size of your index finger. So, and the, and the charger here, I can hand it to you for a second. Okay, hold on, hold on. I want to finish off first. So, um, yeah, so the, the charger is very compact, but it can be used for other purposes as well. And what you do at night is you plug that in, you keep put a device in it, it recharges them both at the same time. The device will see as far as a person that's sighted will see. The problem is, as a sighted person, I can distinguish what I'm trying to look at. So, for example, the back of the room, there's a clock on the wall, okay? So I can read that clock and say it's 1030, okay? Now, I'm sighted, so I can distinguish all the stuff around it. My device can technically see that far, but the problem is it's a 70-degree angle. So it's going to go through a lot of different steps to get to what I need to do. So what we recommend is 10 to 12 feet. It, I have. I've, I was in a clinic office one time in Westwood, and I looked across the street, and across the street there was a sign on the up there, and there was nothing else around it, and it read me the sign. So it will see that. It doesn't matter what the size is, but but realistically you have to be closer to it. 
Yes, ma'am, right in the front. Yes, yeah, so it will recognize unknown faces immediately, okay? Um, and then what, what you do is, is you, is while that's in the process or at a later time, you add that person in there. It's really, not, we, we call this a camera. It's not a camera. It's like a computer algorithm. So let me, I'll get to that in just a minute. Let me answer, finish your question. No, I, I, I'm happy to do that. She just asked me a question and I'm trying to give her an answer. So the, it's an algorithm. So what it does is it measures your face. Um, and every person's face is different. So when it measures your face and you put in a, um, in that information and you call the person whatever you want, mom, dad, sister, brother, you can name that person and then it remembers that person as part of the device and it's stored internally. So the price of the device retail is $4,500. Okay, we never sell it for $4,500. Okay, we always have some kind of promotion going on and something happening, and you kind of have to stay in touch with us or be on our mailing list to find out what, what, you know, what we have going on for that, that period of time. No, no, the only symbols it reads are dollar signs. It doesn't, it won't like read an Excel spreadsheet and therefore it won't read, it won't read music. Now it would read if it was music and underneath it was captioned with like the phrase or something, it would read that, but it won't read music. It does not read handwriting. It's text on any service, any text on any service. It doesn't read any kind of cursive. Even if it's printed cursive, it doesn't, it doesn't read. It's just text. If it's something general, for example, if you were looking at, there's these huge signs on the walls. So if I get close to pointing to them, it'll work for that. But for stuff like a street sign or something like that, so we have an automatic feature on the device. So there's three ways to access the device. One is manually, like I've showed you, where I just tap it and it reads that page. The second is we use the pointing gesture. Obviously, for that to be really effective, you have to have some vision to be able to know what you're pointing at. But thirdly, we have the automatic feature. So all these features that I've shown you can be turned on automatic, money reading, barcode reading, uh, reading text. And so basically all you have to do is be within the field of view of the document. As soon as it sees three corners of that document, it'll begin to read it. Well, that's what you'd use the automatic feature for. So you'd start, it reads left to right, so it would read the left side, the right side, you'd flip the page, you'd keep reading through, through the novel. So that's what you'd use, uh, for example, the automatic feature. So, so when we sell the device, we offer two years of upgrades as part of the price. So anything we do in the two, next two years um, will, will, be, uh, will be free, will be a part of the, the purchase price. Um, realistically, the company doesn't have a way of distinguishing when you bought the device. So um, the syst system will up, uh, upload until we go probably to a new, a new version of the device, and you know that's probably four or five years down the road. The device actually does that, <laughs> but we've disabled it. And the reason why we've disabled it is um, it can get offensive. So. Um, it can look at a person and say, um, so we used to have a feature that would say, a gray-haired gray woman is in front of you. That could have been a gray-haired man. Um, it also used to tell you how old you were. Um, so that worked for about two weeks until one of our uh, head, you know, one of our top people who was like in his 50s, it told him he was in his 70s. So... <laughs> The tech people have disabled that feature and we won't be offering it.
No. No. We won't offer it. It's, it, it, I mean, it's, there's just too much. It's, it's, it, it, it will not, it's, our device is a, is a computer. It's not politically correct. So it's just not going to, we're just not going to offer it. Yes, there's somebody standing up in the back. No, it'll read, well, first of all, it'll read any text on any service. So what's on the wall here is a picture with some text, um, and it's, it's blown up into like a caricature on the wall. So it's fairly large. So it'll read those sheets left to right. And it will also read a PowerPoint. So if I turn towards a PowerPoint, if I'm in a church, if I'm in a classroom, um, it will read those PowerPoints off the, off the, you can alter the, the, you can alter the reading by just pointing at it. That overrides the general reading. If, right, you have, you'd have to have some vision. I, I, I want to be realistic with you. If you're completely blind, like the gentleman said before, it's really hard to point at something that you don't, you, you, you don't know is in front of you. Well, it will, it will read it and you can, it just re- yes, there's a gentleman in the back, sir. There, there has been, um, we can do it, okay? It's not a question of not being able to do it. It's the privacy issue. Your, your, your iPhone is not private, okay? And so anything you transfer there, any good hacker could, can get to, okay? And so that's, that's our deal. What, what we're developing is, is a hack-proof cloud app. So at some point when we're assured that nobody can get into that cloud app except for the person that's actually using our device, that, so it's not that we can't do it, we, we, we choose not to do it. Too much of our market demands um, act, absolute privacy of the information. So that's really why it, it's not on the device at the time. They are working on a system where if they can assure, you know, an IT director that you can't get that information off of a third-party device like an iPhone, um, then, uh, then th- we, that, you know, we'll have that feature developed. So no video recording? No video. It's a, it, it only takes pictures. It doesn't, it doesn't record pixels or anything like that. No. Uh, d- uh, I'll take a, a couple questions, and then I've got to stop. Uh, let me t- try somebody over here that ha- I haven't answered it. Yes, sir. So... Um, it it upgrades through any internet connection, and the only uh, criteria is you have to be the battery has to be char- be plugged in at the time. But what you do when 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 we train you on it, we pair it with your internet so that when those come through, they come through in the in the night, and your device is automatically upgraded to to a- handle whatever. And that usually happens about three times a year. Upgrades into the into the device. So it has a two-year warranty. Now, just like anything, like if you drop your phone in the toilet, you know, and it doesn't work, they're not going to give you a new one. So we're not going to give you a new one there. What, what, we, what we warranty is defects in the, in the unit itself. So if the battery goes bad or if there's some software that doesn't kick in that's supposed to kick in, then we'll replace it for two years. We're extremely liberal on that. We don't sit there and go, oh, nope, you're a month after the two. I mean, we want to have people that are satisfied. So, so and, and normally it's a battery issue, something like that, or every once in a while there's a software issue or something. And so, and we just replace it. So we send you, and we don't fix anything. So, so what happens is we take your old device and we send you a new one. So we don't, we don't try to fix anything in the, it's too expensive to do that. We just, grab the old one back 
I don't even know what we use it for because we don't use the parts, but we send out the, we send you out a brand new device. So it stores 100 plus faces and 150 plus products. If you don't have that many products stored, it will store extra faces. Um, so it could store up to maybe 125 faces. And those, you can delete them and change them and things like that. that it's a lot of faces. No, we can't, you can't extract anything from the device. All the information is locked in the device. Uh, and it, I, I suppose if our engineers wanted to get into it, they could. But there is no physical way. Everything goes, everything is uploaded in, like software updates and everything, and nothing is extracted out of the device. That's what makes it HIPAA compliant and privacy compliant. We have no ability to go in and, and like, you know, I mean, I know you can do that on a computer and things like that, but we don't, we don't have any access um, to, to be able to extract any of that information in the device. And even the iPhone app that we have, you can't just put an iPhone app on your phone and then use a device. It has to be, it has to be um, paired to the specific serial number on the device that you have. So if you have our iPhone app and your friend has our iPhone app, it has to be to a specific device. It can't just be to any, any ORCAM. Yeah, we're approved by every agency out there. Um, I'm a territory manager for six states. Every state, you know, you go through a process and they look at it. So every DOR can issue our device. We're on their, uh, on their site as an approved device. And we normally, 99% of the time, do that through distributors um, that, that sell and uh, demo our products. Um, and the same with the VA. The VA, uh, we, in, fa in fact, I should have told you this. So we were at the national... Blind Veterans Association convention in Tulsa about, uh, I guess it was in July, and they told us, and we didn't even know this, that we are the number one uh, device in the country that they dispense wearable technology, number one wearable technology that they dispense throughout the country for the VA. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty great thing. We're really happy about that. And we didn't, I mean, we could have added up the numbers and stuff, but as opposed to our, our peers, um, and, you know, so... A lot of veterans wear, wear our device. So I have to um, end this now because there's another presentation coming up. Um, again, I'm available uh, at the booth, uh, which is right next to Braille in the exhibit hall. I'm happy to uh, do a demo for you and, and answer any of your questions. Uh, thank you so much.